Blog Talk Radio. Hello and welcome to Socially Savvy, broadcasting live from Western Washington. Thanks for joining us. I'm your host, LB Duchess, and joining me today is co-host Jamie. I am doing fantastic. I can't believe we actually got sun today. I know, I kept telling, the, the weather report kept saying it was raining. And, and I'm like looking outside, it's a 30% chance of rain, 40% chance of rain. I'm like, it's not raining. This is very confusing. <laughs> It's gorgeous. I love it. And I do believe that we're going to have our uh, Larissa Long from Mode Magazine, who is also going to be calling into the show today. So we're kind of excited. Um, of course, today we are going to be chatting about um, fall fashion, uh, following up with the um, fall fashion weeks that happened here in the area, in the northwest, but particularly over in the east side, Bellevue area. Um, there were so many. Oh my gosh, there was so much fun that went on. Definitely, it was. It was a lot of fun. We actually last week we played um, an, in a show of just basically interviews from several different events that we had gone to, um, and we'll chat about a couple of those today. But uh, yeah, tons of fun. I love Fashion Week because it kind of, you know, you're in the change of seasons, and not everybody in the United States gets a change of season. They have like two seasons. It's either cold or it's hot. Um, but here in the Northwest, we truly get all four seasons. And it's interesting when those seasons transition in the spring and the fall, it can be a little bit of a gangbuster on us. You see a lot of mood swinging along with the weather changes, um, allergy attacks, and all these crazy things that happen in the Northwest that are not so much fun, but the fashion part of it is absolutely outstanding because we present some some great local designers. Oh, my gosh, yes. I love it. I love it. Okay, I am going to try to take a call, and I just realized I don't know if you'll be able to hear it or not, so I'm going to have to be creative with how this goes. (laughs) All right, let's see here. Hello, you called into Socially Savvy. This is LB Duchess. It's Larissa. Hey, How are Larissa. You? I am fantastic. I How could, are you, doll? Good. I could not hear who you were talking to, so I don't know if people could hear me. Oh, that's very interesting. Well, right now, I'm not sure. Um, I should probably check and see how the recordings are going. Um, this is interesting. I don't have anything hooked up for speaker. I probably should have thought about that. Oops. <laughs> how are you doing? <laughs> So good, how did, good. Let's, how you? let's while we have you here on the line with us, let's chat Fashion Week real quick. Um just in case okay. we are segmented it out and we can't all quite hear each other, I'm not sure, but we'll find out. Um I know you and I got a, a chance to attend a couple of functions together, but there were quite a few that you got the opportunity to touch base on that we did not. So if you want to give us a rundown of kind of what you saw, it'd be awesome. Oh, there was so much. I can't even remember everything. There was so much going on. It was awesome. Um, There were some events that I actually didn't attend, but we did send someone from Mode uh, to attend, you know, on our behalf. So I got a little bit of feedback. Like, um, we started with Portland Fashion Week last week, which is 
you know, I you would think would be very similar to Seattle's. And, wow, after seeing the pictures and, and reading about the designers now, there were some designers here from Seattle, Deontay Weather, um, who's actually our fashion editor's uh, favorite local designer. He he did go down to Portland Fashion Week, but um, it was it was a very different look. I think they they went a little bit more creative than we did at our Bellevue Fashion Week this year. It seemed a little bit more um, less trending options. Where I think at Bellevue Fashion Week it was a lot more more trending. So. Do you think then, that's because of the, awesome. the culture down there and, and how differently they view things as we do up here? I, I do. I totally do. You know, after um, starting the magazine and, you know, we're going to be launching in Portland next, you know, I've been doing a lot of research and I can only find three blogs where here in Seattle we have a bazillion. probably a thousand. <laughs> Who knows? I mean, there's <laughs> so many blogs here in the fashion blogs in Seattle where you know, I was trying to see who was blogging in Portland, and, and it was really, really difficult to find. They also have another um, – they have two different events. They also have uh, Portland XT or, or Fashion XT, which is um, – it's basically like, you know, we have Metropolitan Fashion Week and then Seattle Fashion Week or Bellevue Fashion Week. So it's kind of like right. the split off there as well. So Wow. Yeah, I think their culture is – it. Although similar, it's also very, very different. How fun. How fun to be able to attend all of those. I know with, um, especially, you know, like you said, getting your hands into um, creating Mode Magazine and starting it, firing it off here. And then it sounds like you, like you said, you're going to be starting in Portland. Um, You get a kind of an overview of how things are going, kind of a better feel of how things go, not just in one area, but in all um, what what was your favorite trends that you saw this year? Oh, I have to say that I love the rocker look. I was very nervous um, <laughs> in the spring when when it was Fashion Week in the spring and and they were bringing grunge back and I was very nervous because Seattle finally was starting to lose the reputation for being grunge and then they bring right. it back. Well, this season I saw a lot of taking those grunge things, like for example, you know at the um, uh, the Vogue show they had, they were wearing flannels, but they added leather jackets to it or, you know, tucked it in with an awesome belt. And I I much better liked that look. And I was so glad to see that they, instead of going completely grunge, they kind of backtracked and went more towards the adding leather, adding studs, hats. Hats are huge. I love hats. So I'm excited that um, as many hats as I saw, things like that. Awesome. Well, I know I'm I'm super excited. Like we we were just talking before you called in, um, Jamie and I, about our favorite part of fall is the layering, the ability to be able to put on multiple layers, multiple textures and feels, and like you were saying, the hats and the scarves and the gloves, and um, it just becomes you know spring is so fun because you're ready to like release all these layers. But this time of year, we're we're looking for it. We we want to be able to accessorize and and to play and to be able to enjoy the weather without feeling detached from it. Yeah, I completely agree. As long as you don't overlayer, there was some, you know, um, some trends that I saw that, you know, for example, one person did have the leather jacket with the flannel, but then they had something underneath the flannel, and then they had a scarf, and I was like, whoa, are you going to the mountains? Like, it was, it seemed a little <laughs> overdone. I think that it's okay to do layering as long as you don't look bulky. 
That's awesome. Well, I'm so glad you got a chance to call in, and we're really super excited for Mode Magazine to launch. Um, I believe most of it is out now and um, for this month, and uh, I look forward to seeing what the next few issues we're going to bring. Yeah, me too. Well, thank you so much, and thank you for your contribution. Of course, we we always have your your savvy sips in our magazine every month, so you know, look for those. Awesome. Thanks so thank much. Thank you so much for we'll having me on. We'll talk to you soon, hun. You talk bet. You later. Bye-bye. Okay, bye. I absolutely adore her. She has been so much fun to work with the last several years, or several months, several years. I feel like I've known her forever. <laughs> She's going to be laughing at me. Um, so, yes, we've got, let's see, what else was going on here before we get too far into things? I wanted to take a moment just to let everybody know we are following up with um, the different Fashion Week things that were going on. Um, today's show is brought to you by Leone Wines and El Zacatecano, um, as well as Gunnar Nordstrom Gallery. So, we love our sponsors. And actually, since we are talking about our sponsors, and we need to figure out if we can get... You closer. Actually, you you're showing up on my mic. You're showing up on mine. So we may just have to replace the live show with um, the recorded. So, but if you sit closer to me, then I think everybody will be able to at least hear some of the overkill from the mic. Mic. So El Zacatecano, um, if you want to pass me that lovely little bottle here, uh, they were one of the sponsors for Kirkland Fashion Nights Out, very first fashion um, evening, where all of the different. Uh, Outlets, all the different vendors and stuff in the area got together and put on their very first fashion show. It was a whole lot of fun to be a part of starting something like that. And, you know, as you can imagine, that first time there are a lot of bumps and bruises that happen. That There's a lot of politics that can get in the way and just the craziness of trying to get that many people together. Uh, but Jeremiah, the one who was pulling it all together, did a fantastic job. Um, I think we all had a really good time once everything came together. And to seeing the different retailers, you know, you've got um, some fun ones like Via Lago and Seduce and Blue Luna. Um, they just have these fun, trendy kind of sh- clothing. And what I love so much about Kirkland is women and men who own these clothing stores, they don't just carry clothing and have you walk in the door and go, oh, yeah, you know, the dressing rooms are over there and, and those are our newest fashions, those are our newest trends, whatever. Uh, they actually are stylists. They will style you. They will help you find the right things. I've actually had one of them tell me, no, you're not going home with that. (laughs) Yeah, no. So we're not going to do that. It was all about the the high fashion centers, epicenters. Fantastic. 
Well, especially when you have these these events where they are local, and, and no matter where you're listening across the United States, uh, try to get in. I mean, they usually do it twice a year, spring and fall. Um, it is a great opportunity to figure out and figure out how to interpret what you're seeing in the magazines, what you're seeing on the TV shows, what you're seeing out there in um, all of the uh, news broadcasts and everything. How does that translate to your area? How does that apply to you? You know, if you're living in Minnesota, New York fashion's not quite going to be the same. L.A. fashion's not the same as Miami fashion. is not the same as Texas fashion. Um, so it's great when you get into some of these smaller things because a lot of areas do have local designers. I mean, Seattle, for the most part, is known for having a, a lot of designers. You know, uh, this year I had the privilege of, privilege of seeing Lizzie Parker. I got to see Francisco for Built for Men. Um, I got to enjoy Salon 7, their hairstylist, and see the fashion from that aspect. Um, you know, and then you get into the whole beauty thing, which we'll do in here just a little bit. But it's important if you want to have some kind of grasp and some way of, of having something interpret that. That's the best way place to do it. Because I don't know about you, I could sit there and look at Vogue magazine and Allure and all of these different magazines and try to go, okay, well, I'm not built like she is, so what fashions are going to fit well with me? Yeah. It's very fun. We're pretty active. It is. It's very fun. Well, we're going to start off our show, which is a few minutes later than usual, but um, with El Zacatecano. It is a mezcal, and the difference between a mezcal and a tequila is basically a tequila can have some agave in it. Um, I believe all have some have agave in it to some degree, um, while a mezcal is 100% agave. So it has a very much more refined flavor to it. Uh, they were doing tastings at Kirkland Fashion Nights out, so it was a lot of fun. You were standing in line waiting to get checked in, and you got to taste a mezcal, and then Balanoff Vodka was also there doing tastings. So, you know, the, the whole social aspect of being able to indulge a little bit and check out new things was fun uh, at this particular event. This one was their um, NGO. So we're going to cheer to the NGO. <laughs> I, I thought it would be a good way to start because it's been just a little bit chilly out tonight. Yeah. Woo! <laughs> and here's here's an interesting little fact coming from a little Mexican like me. Um, for people who like that tequila likes them because some people say tequila doesn't like them or certain certain alcohols don't like them. I found that if you like tequila and tequila likes you and sometimes the flavor can be a little bit much, one of the best choices for tequila is pineapple. It is the best. I am so surprised if people don't talk about it. That hasn't been on every news report. I it just it it frankly astonishes me. Oh, I love it. Pina colada. Yeah. That's true. They have a ten. That's true. So we wanted to thank El Zacatecano for being a part of Fashion Week this year. Okay, socially savvy news, as I'm sure everyone across the country is aware now. Centrally Link earned a spot in the Guinness Book of World Records when the Seahawks hosted the 49ers. They recorded the loudest sound to date. Former Seahawk Joe Totofa 
Tafoya. Hello, God, I'm thinking. I was thinking to Tufu. I don't know why. And Carrie Carter run the marketing company in Kirkland called Jump It Media. They were contacted by Volume 12, the Seahawks fan group, and um, asked to see if they could help put together this attempt on the world record. Um, and they succeeded. It was amazing. The goal was for the 12th man to get three attempts. Uh, the first one was to take place on the, at the game of the 49ers where it was set up. They did a, a tailgate party. They had everybody jazzed. And then the next two were going to be organic. They were going to be just, you know, measuring at, at different games to see what happened. And um, fortunately, and, you know, much hats off to our 12th man. They did it in the first shot. So congratulations, Jump It Media and our 12th man here. We love our Seahawks. Oh, very fun. See, I can hang out with you more. You hang you you meet some really interesting people. I mean, I've met some interesting people, but I think you've met some more interesting people than I have. <laughs> the other little um, bit of news that we wanted to pop up was local businesswoman Stacy Lill, um, co-creator of O Wines and one of the owners at the Lil Wine Cellars, was nominated for 2013 Woman of Influence in the Business Journals. Um, she has been a socially savvy sponsor, supporter of our show through all of her endeavors, and we want to wish her the best of luck on that one. Well, and I absolutely adore her. She is probably one of the nicest, most genuine people that I know. Um, and she's never afraid to come up to me and go, can I say something to you? And I love that. You know? <laughs> it's just like, here, here you go. Here's at it. Just take it and run with it or don't take it at all. It's up to you. Well, again, Fashion Week started out with um, uh, fashion uh, beauty trends. And one of the biggest beauty trends, of course, is cosmetics and skincare and hair care. And there's nobody like Bellevue Nordstrom's to put on a fall fashion trend show. It was so much fun. I had the privilege of actually being able to watch the show, participated as well, but got to watch part of the show. Um, and it's amazing. It is a full-blown event. They have DJ going on and running the show. They have... Um, multiple uh, vendors, like almost all of the vendors bring in their nationals. So these national artists have come in. They've just gotten off the runway. They've just worked with uh, all of the hottest trends and tips, and so they bring them all in with them. The graphic eye was the big one. Uh, it was a lot of fun having them really translate and, again, talk to you about the difference between what everybody envisions as a smoky eye, which a lot of people translate into the raccoon eye or the you've just recently been beaten eye, to what a true smoky eye is. And it's not always about the blacks and grays. It can be about the browns. It can be about plums. It can be about the blues. Um, it was really, really fun to sit there and be a part of that and watch uh, it. Oh, yes. Right. Brown eyes, blue eyes, because as you learn those things, it's just 
It is. Well, it's not supposed to be complicated either. And I think sometimes we get a little over. Now, the one thing I can say is people, I, I do want to dispel one of the myths. Um, people will tell, say to me all the time, so I, I saw this eye. I saw this Mac eye. And I want to be able to do it, but I've only got like 10 minutes. So let's clarify one thing. When you're talking about eye makeup that is entrancing and very three-dimensional, every time I've sat down in a chair and had my makeup done for an HD event or something like that where they're, you know, you're under really good lighting and, and there that's TV screen's going to be right up in your face, it is almost 45 minutes to an hour just to do my eyes. And here's the reason why. It's not about the colors. It's not about the textures of the cosmetics. It's not the quality can play into it a little bit. It's all about the blending and the layering of those colors to get that three dimension, to get that broadness, the stroke, and depth of color. Um, so, can you get a great eye on a day to day? Of course you can. Can you get that Mac eye? No, you're going to need to work for that one. <laughs> Yeah, that's where you you work it. <laughs> you work that baby. <laughs> well, like I said, we did have the um, pleasure of being able to visit with a couple of very special people who came um, from across the country to be part of it. Uh, Christopher Tufo from uh, or Tufa from Clarence, and another very special guest. So I'm going to play Christopher's interview first, and um, have you give a whirl for that if I can find it here. I have way too many interviews. It's kind of crazy. And let's see what he had to say. This is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy and I am sitting here with Christopher Trufa. He is part of the Clarence team since 2009. Um, we have the privilege of having him here in Bellevue, Washington for Nordstrom's trend show, fall trend show this year. Um, and this is my second time sitting down and chatting with him. We have uh, gotten together before, and he's updated us on what was hot and hip last spring. And he's here to do the same thing for the fall. So how are you doing? I'm great. How are you, Elvie? I am great. Coming off of, you know, all the fashion weeks. I know New York has done theirs. Um, everybody all over the world is doing their fashion weeks. Uh, Kirkland Fashion Nights out had their first little fashion um, soiree last night. And I know Bellevue's coming into it this next week as well. Excellent. Yeah, New York was great. It was all about balance. We're going to talk about today, hopefully, the balance in your skin, the balance in your life, uh, and how that can really work um, on the runway. I love that, especially in today's very hectic and crazy lifestyle. Um, I think we're all struggling for that, not just in our clothing or in our skincare and our makeup, just in everything in general. Um, so tell us, having done the whole uh, fashion week, what's going on? What's new out there? What's the hot new thing? I saw everything was really in balance. We're talking from colors to proportions to size to style. And I think that extended over into skincare. I think we talk about now, what is that fresh new look everyone's after? Well, it's about being in balance. You know, when we balance things out, it's really, it shows, it shines through. We're in balance. We're great. We've got that great, clean, sleek image. And I think that it all starts with balancing out your hydrolipidic film. 
Okay, so tell us a little bit about this, because I think a lot of people, they, okay, I need to get my moisturizer, my toner, my cleanser, oh, that's right, I need an exfoliator, and then there's something thrown in there about a serum, but very few of us actually know what these products are doing or how it, it pertains to our skin, so tell us a little bit about this. Absolutely. Serums are designed to penetrate the skin at a deeper level. They effectively work on something that then when your moisturizer is put on top, allows your moisturizer to be more effective. They work as a system. And in fact, Clarence was the very first cosmetic industry company to invent the serum. It happened in 1985, two vials that we would mix together. We called it double serum. Well, you know what? We've got our seventh generation of this product right now, and we've really managed to get it right. It's called double serum. Double serum is a serum, a once a day or twice a day serum, the only serum you'll ever need, really, because it helps to balance out your hydrolipidic film. The hydrolipidic film is essentially an oil-water combination protector that your skin does naturally. It allows things in, and it allows things out. This helps to support those five vital functions of your skin. And when those five vital functions of your skin are imbalanced, so oxygenation, hydration, nutrients, protection, and regeneration, once those are all in balance, all of your products, no matter what they are, are going to work more effectively. Okay, so that answers a couple questions because I know in the skincare industry we hear all the time that you need to put your moisturizer and protection back on because typically when we're cleansing our skin through many different forms, we're actually stripping away that protection. So that's what you're talking about. Well, when you cleanse your skin, you take away a lot of stuff. And part of that stuff is the hydrolipidic film, your natural oil and water combination, that protecting coat. You put your toner on to make sure your acids are being produced evenly. Those pH balance is really in balance, right? But then once that's in balance, we need to make sure that we're protecting that hydrolipidic film. We're putting it right back onto our face so that way it is at the perfect level, it is in balance, so that way all the products we put on afterwards are much more effective. That's amazing. Well, one of the things that I um, really liked when I was doing some of the research on the double serum is while it was obviously created to work fantastically with every single one of your products, it's also one of those products that can be used unilaterally over into any other skincare line. Can you explain a little bit why? Sure. Everyone has a hydrolipidic film, no matter the age, no matter the ethnicity, no matter the skin type. So double serum is really a serum that's designed for everyone, all ages, all skin types, and all ethnicities. Everyone has a hydrolipidic film. It's the gatekeeper of your skin. It allows the, the good things in, and it makes sure the bad things are getting out. It is patrolling everything. And once we correct that, we're really balancing out what products you put on top. So anyone, if you're an oily skin and you're using a moisturizer to help combat that oil production as well as hydrate the skin, well, that's great because double serum is going to make sure that hydrolipidic film is in balance to make sure those products are working effectively for you. That's awesome. So that basically it's what everybody's skin needs because it's what everyone's skin has. It's the one serum that everyone needs. It's the only serum you'll ever need. Sure. There are other issues we'd like to correct, adjust, alter with our skin. We can do that through different types of serums that correct other issues. Or we could use cosmetics to help change the look, the image, the feel of our mood. But everyone needs double serum because everyone should get their hydrolipidic film back in balance. It'll make 
all the other products we're investing in work that much more effectively. Oh, I love that. That is awesome. Okay, so hottest tip and trick for this fall season? I think it extends in with the double serum. You know, an instant facelift, all you need to do is put a half a little drop of double serum on whatever foundation you're currently using to give you that boost of radiance that you really need and to make sure that your um, foundation has got that beautiful shimmer shine glow that everyone is wearing on the runway right now. Oh, I love that because I know that right now with the technology from foundations, everybody's about they want skin-like finish. They want the coverage, but they want that skin-like finish. Absolutely. It's about keeping it simple. It's about keeping it in balance, and it all starts with your serum, double serum. Awesome. Well, thank you so much for taking time for us. I'm excited to have you here for Trend Show in Bellevue Nordstrom. Um, people who are listening across the country, where is a good place for them to find out more information? Just go to the Clarence.com website? Absolutely. All of our information about who we are as a group, um, from our family heritage, from our products, from where we're sold, can all be found on www.clarenceusa.com. Awesome. Thanks so much. Look forward to seeing you tomorrow on the stage. Great to see you. That was a whole lot of fun sitting down with him. It was the second time I've had the opportunity to sit down with him. And um, when he speaks the words in French, he has the, the perfect French accent. So a lot, a lot of fun chatting with him. This next interview that I had the luxury of getting, um, he has worked on the likes of celebrities as Julia Roberts and Sarah Jessica Parker, Serge Norman. And he is absolutely amazing. He's created and introduced a brand new hair care line um, at the Bellevue Nordstrom's uh, store. We got a chance to play with it and meet and talk to him. And here is how that one went. And this is LB Duchess with Socially Savvy and Mode Magazine. And I am standing here at Bellevue Nordstrom at their trend show, getting to check out one of the hottest, newest products here that only Bellevue has. And I'm going to get somebody very special here to tell us all about it. Thank you for having me. Um, very happy and proud to launch my products here. Um, it's an exciting, uh, actually, day. And um, the product line I, you know, launched about three years ago, and I'm always, I've always loved hair products, and I've always loved to mix products together. So when I started to work on the formulas, it was very exciting for me just to try to concoct something that was, for me, easy to use. And I wanted to translate that. You know, people always ask me, how do you do that hair on the red carpet? How do you do that hair on the glossy uh, paper? And so for me, it's not that complicated in a way, and I think it's just about giving the right tools to people to use it. And I always say to women, try to look at your hair. You, most of the time, we don't like what we have, but you have to find one thing that you like about your hair and try to enhance it. So it's not about overloading your hair. It's about finding the right product. Do the, use the product that are perfect for your texture. Just make sure that you know when you have to go from night, you know, from day to night with, with the look, what kind of products you need to use not to overload your hair. So I think it's all around there. And my products, I feel, are self-explanatory. I feel like, you know, healthy hair also is glamorous hair. We take care of our skin, so we have to take care of our hair the same way with the same care. So, you know, for me, it was very important to have the treatment, and the treatment is the base, uh, the foundation of a good, healthy hair. And so that's what my products are. I hope. <laughs> I'm super excited about them because I know you've worked on some of the biggest stars out there. Uh, I have, yes. Yeah. So like Julia Roberts and Jessica Parker. Yes. And they always have that hair that we're looking at. It's like, oh, I wish my hair looked like that. <laughs> 
Yeah, the thing is, you know, don't forget, you know, it's regular hair. You know, everybody has, you know, a version of that hair. And I think, in a way, it's always to try to translate what you've seen either on TV or anywhere else that you've been inspired by and do a version of it and make it your own. And I think when you have the right tools and the right products in order to do that, that really helps you that much more. So it's having that tool handy, ready to go every single time that you need it just to feel that much more special. Well, I'm super excited. I'm going to um, pop by here and have you figure out what I need from my very fine hair. Well, you have good hair. At least you have hair. I don't. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks so much for taking time. It's good to see you. It's good to see you, too. That was a lot of fun. It's always interesting when you talk with somebody who is used to dealing with all different kinds of personalities and um, walks of life. Sometimes they get a little caught up in themselves, but in his particular instance, he was just, he was fantastic. He was um, engaging. He was honest. I absolutely loved interviewing him. It was fun. Yeah, they're they're a lot of fun. Pop chips, thanks to the magic of popping, they found a way to pop all the flavor in while keeping fake stuff and at least half the fat of regular flavored chips out. They take the finest natural ingredients, add a little heat and pressure, and pop. It's a chip. You can find them at a grocery store near you or online at www.popchips.com. They're fun. All right, our second tasting today is personal favorite of mine. Um, if you come over to my house and I don't have this, then you know that my life is rough. <laughs> it is Leone Italian Cellars. It is their Sangiovese. Again, I thought it was a, a perfect uh, way to kind of round out today with the weather being so beautiful, but also kind of torrid today. We had winds that were flying through. They kept trying to rain a little bit, so the, the warmth of a red just sounded fantastic to me today. So we want to thank them for being fantastic sponsors, and uh, you can find them if you live in the area. You can swing by their wine tasting room at Silver Lake in Woodenville, or you can go to um, Leone Italian Cellars, find them online, and order from them as well. What do you think? You're just getting started. <laughs> That's a lot of fun. I, w I was very fortunate. I had a friend of mine, Corey, who works um, was working uh, rather diligently with, with wines at the time, uh, kind of kickstart me. And, you know, this is one of the things, you know, when you're wanting to be social and everybody goes, so what does it take to be socially savvy? They, they kind of tease me a little bit about it. Um, you know, the whole thing is just learning how to make sure people are comfortable around you. And one of the best ways for people to be feel comfortable around you is to feel like they can talk to you about things. So it's not necessarily being a know-it-all about everything, but being willing to try and engage in all kinds of different things. And wine being as social as it is, I decided that I was going to engage in wine, and that engagement has been running now for several years. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a lot of fun. It is a lot of fun. If you're just getting started yourself, um, grab girlfriends, go wine tasting together, go into the tasting rooms because those people love helping. They love helping figure out what you like, um, sharing their wines, sharing their stories, and it, it's amazing some of the people you can meet just wine tasting. Mm 
Most definitely. I would totally agree with that. So I had my little um, socially savvy do's and don'ts today. And you can chime in if you think of anything. But uh, these kind of came up just after attending so many events this last couple of weeks and being asked to be a part and, and participating in, in a lot of things. These are just a couple of things that popped into my head. For those of you who like to do events, a couple of things to remember. Don't promise sponsors something you can't or won't make sure they get. Um, we see a lot of this uh, when you're creating things like swag bag or uh, putting together venues and events, uh, be really cautious about what you're listing in your invitation. If for whatever reason something falls through, make sure to pull it off. Um, I typically try really hard not to uh, promise anything that I don't physically have in my hand because sometimes those products, again, will fall through. Um, and you don't want to promise people things that you're not going to be able to follow through. So if you're the one throwing the event and you say, hey, yeah, I'm going to get your logo over here, or, or yeah, we're going to have these promo photos for you, and you don't get it, you've just lost a lot of credibility. And, and word travels fast. It's, it's a bad place to be. Yes. And then the other little thing I was going to mention was don't ask for sponsorship if the product is not a marketing match for the event. Um, I can't even tell you how many people get upset and frustrated because certain vendors or um, companies don't have the resources or don't want to donate to a particular event. Um, you have to remember that they have a, a most of these companies have marketing companies that they either work with or in-house that have very strict guidelines in which they're trying to maintain a certain um, demograph uh, as far as what they're the, providing them and how they're presenting it. And when you start pulling away from that demograph, if it is a very demograph-specific product, it can be detrimental to the business of the company. Uh, and the last thing you want to do is be detrimental to another company. So just be very aware and conscious when you're working or asking for um, companies to come in and be a part of what you're doing. Yes, it should. Um, another thing with cross-marketing, now that you bring that up, uh, cross-marketing is great. Be very, very careful. Just because you've cross-marketed before or you've talked about the possibility of cross-marketing, don't just jump on somebody's social medias and start using them. Uh, we see this a lot, and people are getting more and more frustrated with it. Every single time you're looking at cross-promoting, every single time you're looking at saying somebody is participating at something with you, you need to have the courtesy to reach out and say, hey, you know, is it okay? Do I put it on this page? Because, like, for Socially Savvy, we have four different pages. Um, they are very specific for different things. We have Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment. That is for events and entertainment. So if it has a date, if it has a time, if it has a location, um, those events go there. We have one that's for business offers. So if you have a special or a business offer that you want to put up once a week, um, people subscribe to that page because they're looking for those things. Uh, and then finally, I did one today. I, I launched a new one because uh, I found a need, um, and it's socially savvy. It is for supporting businesses. And this is where you um, can connect and reach out to other businesses, whether you're asking for help or um, you're looking to make a connection. Uh, but be aware of the relationships that you built and the pages that you're looking at posting on. Um, otherwise, people will start deleting you, and it doesn't matter how much exposure you have. It doesn't matter what you have to offer. If you can't be courteous, you will find yourself shut out. And all those resources that you have worked so hard, all those relationships that you have started putting together, if you misuse them, and don't respect them, you're going to lose it. 
Oh, well, yeah, we're <laughs> we're not going to go there today. <laughs> That's a whole other torrid affair. <laughs> Gunner Nordstrom Gallery, located in the heart of downtown Bellevue, across from the Hyatt and Joey's, is the perfect place to check out a, for a four-way of art to make your house feel like a home. Buy art. It makes you feel better. You can find them on Facebook and um, www.gunnernordstrom.com. I love them for um, your most areas. If you're somewhere else in the United States, you'll find that each little city or town will probably have an art gallery. It's a great way of connecting with local artists, supporting your community, um, and getting a feel for what's right for you. That a lot of those gallery owners uh, will come out to your home and help you find the right size picture, the right type of picture, something that fits your needs um, so that it feels good. Very personal. I like the way you said that. It's nice to get a taste. <laughs> okay, let's see. There was one other cute little interview here, and I don't know if it downloaded in time. I don't think it did, so we'll have to save that for next week. Uh, one of the fun things is any time there's a brand-new wine or a brand-new winemaker, we try to get out there and get some exposure for them. We had the uh, privilege of checking one out in Spazos, but that interview didn't pop up yet, so we'll play that next week. I think that'll be fun. So from a fashion point of view, what were your favorites? I know we talked with Loris along a little bit about what her favorites were, her favorite trends that she was seeing. Um, she was surprised by the grunge, how that, you know, Seattle just got out of being, you know, the grunge capital and to see that that rocker look kind of come back was a little worrisome. But uh, what I saw, it, it had an air of elegance, almost like a share you know, just with that that touch more elegance and and a little more flair to it. Um, I was pretty excited. I liked what I saw. Always. And have an umbrella. (laughs) Yes, let's chat about that because that was a whole lot of fun. Um, It's the first time I've actually sat down, or I didn't sit down. I uh, knew about the event, but I just, because of the tour of affairs that were going on, kind of got caught up in everything, and and all of a sudden I'm standing there, and there are the co-creators of Reg and Bones. They were absolutely adorable. Um, It was fun because I walked in and, and was sitting there listening to the end of a conversation, and um, I believe it was, oh, my gosh, I think I think it was Marcus. And the one woman looked at him, she goes, well, what would you put me in? And his answer, I think, is to me, it's the designer quote of the year so far. Uh, he said, I would never presume to dress a woman to tell. Oh, no, I'm sorry. I would never presume to tell a woman what to wear. And I just thought, oh, my God, okay, you know, from a designer point of view, for him to have – uh, the ability to say, you know, I make all these great clothes and I would love to see you in them, but I'm not going to tell you what to wear. I thought that was awesome. I know you saw Now, I was going to say, while, while we're talking about this, I had posted it. And this is where social media can be so much fun. 
I posted it, and a couple of people came running, and you were one of them. And so she, you, like, changed your clothes. You're like, I'm on my way. I'll be there. See, and that was, yeah, I didn't realize that at the very beginning. Nope. I think that's why I liked them so much because I never trained to do this. <laughs> it's fun. <laughs> yes. They have everything. Oh my gosh. Oh, and I could have stood there and listened to them talk all night. They were they were divine. It was way too much fun. Yeah, they they, they were they were men. That's what it looks like. And you know what? There was a woman who asked you about it. She's like, it looks so different on the hanger than it looks on you. And I think that was a huge point to touch base with is if you see something in a color or texture calls to you, take the time to go try it on. Because you really, as much as we want to think, I mean, some of the things I thought were so beautiful on a hanger looked so hideous on me. And some of the things that somebody brought back to the room and said, here, try this on. And I'm like, oh, you know, I'm doing that 14-year-old. Oh, I don't want to do this. You know, do I have to? Um, and then you get it on. And you're like, oh, my gosh, this looks, I look dynamite in this. And, and I don't normally feel like I would look dynamite. Oh, I love that. Cool. Yes. And you rock it. Oh, yeah. They would love it. Yep. Exactly. Um, another note I wanted to make is check your local department stores. I think a lot of people underestimate um, what a store like Nordstrom, how much energy and how they reach out to their retailers and their designers. Nordstrom literally hosts hundreds of events a year that give you a chance to meet local designers, international designers, um, show off what they have to offer, and you get a chance to talk one-on-one -on -one with them. Uh, I think that is just such an amazing thing. It's not something I have to do. They're going to sell the clothes with or without that. Uh, but I think it's something to recognize. And um, if you get a chance, you know, check out one of their events and then let them know what you like. Oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. We're very fortunate here in the Northwest. <laughs> We're so spoiled. <laughs> 
Okay, with our show now national, we have started putting all of our local events on our Facebook pages, so be sure to check them out um, for social events throughout the week. LB Duchess and Socially Savvy Eastside Events and Entertainment are where you're going to find the bulk of those. Our show sponsors tonight were El Zacatecano, um, Leone Wines. We're going to finish off with a glass of O Wines Chardonnay, again in honor of our Stacey Lill for being nominated for uh, Woman of Influence for 2013. Um, also Bellevue Nordstrom's, uh, Gunner Nordstrom's, and Daniel's Broiler. So ending tonight's show with that glass of O Wine, we want to remind you all to subscribe to the Socially Savvy Show to be entered into our drawings for prizes from our savvy sponsors and check us out on iTunes. Make every event better because you were there and have a socially savvy week, everybody. Take care.